I, I was obsessed and I didn't go to college and I took a different path. And every day after high school, I'd go to the shop. I'd clean. Oh, you had a shop picked out. Yeah. How'd you my, find that? My mom helped me get it. Stop. <laughs> Damn, dude. Damn, dude. Mom of the year. Die, mom. Seriously. Yeah. She cried and slowly got over it. And then she's right. like, all right, I'm going to help you. That's that, awesome. That's the way, bro. You take one day to mourn and feel bad for yourself. <laughs> This is something that I practice. <laughs> and then you fucking get over it and you move forward. Yeah. You know? If you're going to do this shit, you're going to do it right. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So mom found the shot. Yeah. She's like, I think this is a good one. Yeah. She was like, no, no more shitty penguins. Yeah, the motorcycles <laughs> out front are clean. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for joining us on today's episode of Unemployable Podcast. Today we have a special jet. Thank you guys for joining us on today's episode of Unemployable Podcast. Today we have a special guest with us, Deanna James. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Uh, be here. Fellow podcaster. Yeah, I'm as, as excited as John doesn't look excited. That's so right, Cam. It's, it's a lot. Just screaming <laughs> off of his face right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's called staying in character. Yeah, you look like you're having a good morning. I got up on time today. Kind of wasn't in a rush. You're welcome, bro. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> There's like some light in your eyes. Yeah, I got some sleep last night, finally. You didn't have time to smoke? I never smoke. <laughs> not bro, not. stop. Yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a morning <laughs> smoker. If you smoke at 3, 4 in the morning before you go to bed, that's considered the morning, dude. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll come in like, ah, I'm smoked. Anybody order food? <laughs> so Deanna, how was your morning. week here? You were our guest. Yeah. A couple days ago, what was it? <laughs> it was great. Yeah, yeah, I loved it. I did a tattoo that I'm stoked about. Yeah. Um, I'm sort of trying to develop, like, new styles as I go, because, you know, like, once you put something out, like, everybody's quick to like try it out and it's awesome and I'm teaching it and everything. The cool part of that too is I always have to try and be a step ahead. So I'm always trying to figure out new stuff. So I tried a new thing today. I'm playing with AI a little bit. Um, I'm trying a, out a 15 Mac for the first time nice. <laughs> for like the past, not the very first time, but like for a month and a half now. So what... So the f you're saying the first tattoo you did here was something new? Yeah, yeah. It it's like changing a little bit. Like right. I'm trying to progress cuz I don't know if you did you have you ever gotten to that point where you're like fuck, this is like the sickest tattoo I've done. How do I yeah. go from here? Yeah. Um that's how I felt like when I won Golden State and Empire State with like pieces like that. I'm like the big leg pieces. Yes. Yeah. I'm like fuck. This is awesome. And I'm like, okay, wait. Now what? Right. Shit. I gotta like. I gotta get better. It's like where do I go from here? Yes. Yeah. And usually I'm quick to be like, okay, every tattoo I do, I look at my tattoo. I'm like, what can I do better next time? But this one, I'm like, I was having like a hard time, but I'm I'm not trying to be stagnant, right? So um, I think of, like, if I want my tattoo to be more dynamic, to simplify it, make things a little bit bigger. So now I'm trying to dive into just, like, it was just a face and a hand that I just did. Right. And I felt like you could see it, like, from across the room. I don't know if it was you or somebody else. Was. I was like, it was you. You were like, <laughs> I could see it from a distance. I'm like, that's what I really wanted. Yeah. Yeah, because it was, like, a large, uh, almost, like, three-fourths profile with a hand. Yeah. Right. Um, and if you had to say specific things about this piece that you feel were new compared to uh, a lot of pieces you've done in the past, would you say it's the size and proportions? Size and proportions um, and the color palette, too. Yeah. Uh, I, I love a lot of black and I love a dark background. But this one, I was also playing around with lighter colors, but still readable because even right. with lighter colors you need black right yeah so um i don't know you can kind of see the a little bit of a difference from this and like my baroque pieces it's just yeah i guess color palette the subject matter what does baroque mean exactly so baroque came after renaissance and 
a lot of people mistake Baroque and Renaissance together. Renaissance, it's very, the colors are light. It's more symmetrical, and it's usually based off science or religion. Baroque is high contrast. We call it like chiaroscuro lighting, single lit light source. What is that, chiaroscuro? So like it, it's that dramatic lighting. Yeah, okay. it's chiaroscuro. Um, Hear that, Cam? <laughs> <laughs> and it's emotional. Renaissance, it's like... Right, like statuesque, stiff. Yeah. yeah. Baroque is Caravaggio. It's, it's painful. It's emotional. I think it evokes more emotion, so I, I gravitate towards that more. Yeah, yeah. What do you think about that, Cam? I think it's cool. Nice. <laughs> I was I was gonna ask like what Baroque really meant too. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it means now? Emotional. Okay. Emotional. <laughs> All right, all right. That's what you got. That's cool. Yeah, what made you kinda like want to get into that? Like what was like the first thing that you saw where it was like, I want to tattoo stuff like this? Well, <clears throat> from the beginning, I'm like, I want to create a style. I think in any art form, you want to create a style, whether it's music, something where someone can see your shit and be like, that person did that. So from the beginning, I kind of knew that from getting into tattooing. And it's tough because, like, I, I use this reference a lot. My older brother, he uh, he's very smart. I look up to him. He was like, you can dangle a dead rat on a string on a piano, and it's unique, but it's not going to sound good. So it's like trying to find that difference where you find something no one's really done before, but also you got to make it like aesthetically pleasing. Um, I thought of what is the best art that I know that I could think of, and it was Caravaggio, it was a Baroque oil paintings. That in my head was like that, that was top notch. So I just tried to figure out how I can replicate that. At first I was thinking like, I wonder if I can make all the paint strokes 3D and look like there's actual, like, paint on a skin and stuff. And I'm like, fuck that. I don't know how I would do that. And then I thought a little bit more simpler. I'm like, what if I just kind of try and replicate something similar to that? Um, I even tried or started taking my own references of my friends so I wasn't just constantly copying other people's mm. paintings. Um, that's how I got into it. Trying to figure out something new, always. What's an art style you'd like to get into more? What? What's an art style you'd like to get into more? Um, well, I was kind of going through a similar thing, and now I'm trying to slightly change the direction, mm -hmm. like, of my style. Um, honestly, I was getting really bored of realism. So trying to go more in, like, a neo kind of surreal kind of style yeah you know uh with the line work with the line work in there but maybe not as maybe not lean on it as much for structure almost like maybe s surrealism with some line work in there you oh, know dope. just like more fun like because with realism you're just like a slave to the reference you know yes. and i'm not always trying to be that and when I'm doing, like, the Neo stuff, like, I'll look at my, I mean, I never render it fully. Sometimes I might put in some important parts, which just look like really terrible crayon drawings over <laughs> stuff. And I'm like, all right, cool, the head's going to be dark, you know, or whatever. <laughs> but, uh, but then the reference is gone, and I'm just, like, making it up as I go with, like, the shading and stuff. And that's way more fun. It's way more involved for me at this point. Um, but it can always change. Hell, yeah. Are you... Making any changes in style? Yeah, same as you. The realism stuff. Wait. I thought I wanted to tattoo that. What, realism? Like, yeah, until you do a few and you're just like, man, I'm so bound to like my stencil right now. Just yeah. a photocopier. Yeah, you know, and it's like I'd like to put some flair into this, in which you kind of can't sometimes. Not to like bash realism, because no, they're it's, like... Yeah. It's yeah. cool to show yourself you can do it. Yeah. Right? Because yes. like, it's a skill wow. for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, that is cool. Like, wow, I pulled off this texture. Wow, it does look like the portrait, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. uh, and I think it's a good stepping stone. I think it's a fir good 100%. first step, too, yeah. to yeah. get in a, other art Do, like, styles. a nice, smooth blend. Like, there's just a lot of, like, good technique stuff, like, with involved within it. Yeah. But, yeah, it just got kind of boring, you know? You're just copying stuff. There's no, like, actual 
Like, yeah, you can paint on the reference and, like, tweak it as much as you can, but you still want it to look as much like that original photo, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I've been, like, really conscious of, like, body flow and stuff. Mm. And it's a little harder for me to do that with realism. Like, impossible. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, and not that I'm, like, crazy, crazy about, like, ornamental, like, full ornamental, but maybe, like, somewhere in between. Where I have, like, where you can really control the, the flow. Like, even the piece you did earlier this week with that, like, cut right here. Or just nice background and kind of cut it off there, too, you know? Sure, sure. But just, like, we've we've had a few recently um, artists that are just, like, freehanding most of their stuff mm-hmm. come guest. And it's just, like, the control they have with the, the flow, yeah. it's wild. And yeah. I'm like, damn, I want, like, I want my... It's not so much about the individual piece, but I'm like, I want my sleeves to look like that. Yeah. You know, I want my, like, full uh, <coughs> pieces to, like, mesh like that and just keep taking your eye down or up, you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah. And, and it's because with realism, like, you're designing on, on paper or on an iPad. And, like, yeah. how do you know how to wrap that perfectly around a body? <clears throat> Even if you just, like use realism to do like the main subject matters to make it as like crispy as possible and then freehand everything around yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be yeah. Cool. That's cool. Yeah. That's where like the extra illustrative step kind of st- comes in, you know? Yeah. 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 That's been getting a little more popular recently too. What illustrative? Yeah. Like or mixing that realism with like other el- like tattoo elements, whether it's like Neo or black work, like just sticking some two completely different styles in one piece, you know? And, yeah, I've seen. I mean, <clears throat> just coming to mind, uh, I see a lot of color artists doing that. I don't know if I see as many black and gray. Maybe more like black worky. Yeah. Things. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because it seems like a lot of people right now are like mixing uh, photorealism with like color pop art all together. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. It's a big thing right I now. I think. Uh, what was I gonna say? Something about realism. <laughs> <laughs> Cam distracted you. Uh, <laughs> That beanie. That beanie. Looks looks too good. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, realism. It's just uh, also like it's when I look at it, it's a lot of look what I can do. And I think anybody can do realism if you practice enough because it's all technical skill, you know. All the flair behind it. It's also like with painting, why I love like impressionistic paintings too and and stuff like that to see like actual like paint strokes or to see texture you know other things like that I think that's where you can see like someone's creativity behind a piece like that's where you can push realism to and stuff yeah Yeah. you're right though because we'll we'll kind of bring up like you know everyone I feel like a question I get a lot is like do you think and I want your opinion on this do you think Someone that's not good at art can become a good tattooer. Yeah. Right? <coughs> and my answer is yes. Uh, because you can get good at the technical stuff, right? You can eventually rip a clean line, do a clean fade. But I'll also say, like, I don't know if they could ever be, like, an amazing tattooer. They would yeah. have to develop that, like, creative sense. Right. And that's the same in the art world. That's usually like people who don't have that necessarily artistic background. They're the ones who do those hyper realistic photographic. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Drawings, because yeah. if you just like outliers, you know, the book. Like if you spend ten thousand hours doing something, you're technically an expert. Right. If you spend ten thousand hours learning how to copy a photo, you're gonna learn how to do it no matter yeah. what if you put in that time. But to see like someone push those boundaries and dive into something that's not just copying what you see on paper. That's, that's where it gets really cool. Yeah. Do you know that, you know, I don't even know if I know his name, the (coughs) artist like Kim who does the fish and the Oh, Y Kim? Y Kim? Yeah, Y Kim. He does like those fish and the lizards. So I remember when I first started like seeing uh, his stuff, I was just like blown away. I was like, bro, this is like a mental disorder. This is not (laughs) like art, you know, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but, and, and I, you know, I could, I could be incorrect, but I would always kind of come back to like, okay, like it's, it's still life though, you know? And, um, a few other, 
you know, artists in that area. E- even like my grandma was a painter by trade, you know, and would only do still life and uh, or scenery. And like I would be like drawing this weird stuff. Right. And I'd be like telling her what it means and like where it comes from. And I would be like, you know, hey, grandma, like, what's up with that? cottage <laughs> in the forest dog you know and she'd be like i don't know like i'm just practicing like like it didn't mean any yeah. well she didn't express that it, it like meant anything but it was almost like that was kind of like a difference that i was seeing yeah. um not like good or bad or yeah. right or wrong just, two just completely a different worlds yeah you know and uh i've even seen myself like stray from that and i've been trying to bring it back into the tattoo and and what i mean by that is like really put some like meaning into like why i'm choosing these images and like what i'm doing and do they tie into each other and do they tell like a story yes which might be a little weird because you're kind of telling someone else's story but to make sure you have a good enough connection with your client to be able to do that right yeah yeah but i like when i can see that in you know, like different weird symbols, and I'm like, oh, I wonder if they like meant that. have a deeper meaning. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I want to do a collab with you. I think that'd be super cool. Yeah. I keep thinking when you, you said what up with that cottage, and I, it just sounded like a guy hitting on a girl in the 1500s. Yeah. <laughs> hey, girls, up in that cottage. <laughs> you want a cottage and chill? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I want to get into the story a little bit, like where it started. Obviously, we've been talking a little bit about where it is now. Um, so when, how old are you when, when art kind of became an option, like maybe I can do this even just to like make money or maybe it could be a career. When did that start? Um, man, I think like when I was, my, my mom still has all my drawings I did when I was two and three. Okay. So really early. Really early. Really early. She has a baby. What were you doing at one? (laughs) (laughs) No job. (laughs) Just a lazy bum. Yeah, yeah, she still she she has like Deanna's first face. And it was like when I was like two or three or something. And I think just like I've had a lot of anxiety growing up. I've been in uh, therapy since I was four. And for, like, body dysmorphia specifically and anxiety. And um, drawing, I found, was so meditative for me. Uh, Even, like, in kindergarten, during recess, all the kids would be playing outside. I would be inside making picture books and drawing. But I just found, like, my heart rate slowed down when I tried to copy a picture. And so I would spend, like, hours just, like, looking at a picture and seeing, like, how close I can get that. Just something I found that, like, really calmed me down as a kid growing up. So that was probably pretty consistent growing up, like, having that focus. Because it sounds like it became a solution for some stuff, right? Yeah, it became a solution. Uh, My parents noticed when I, again, like, when I was, since I was really young, that I was really into drawing. Yeah. Um, And even uh i went to an arts magnet high school called arts magnet yeah okay so an arts magnet high school it's sort of like a college where like you try out to get into it you have to have a portfolio of 15 pieces you have to go through a three trial like audition where you have to like draw in front of teachers sculpt and it's this rigorous process that i got into and the person who told my mom about that school was my first grade teacher miss woodbury Shout out. I love. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's sort of, I, I think everyone just kind of like knew that's that's what I was. I was I was a, a drawer, an artist of some <laughs> sort. Yeah, yeah, since I was a kid. Um, my parents eventually put me into oil painting classes in third oh. grade. I was just lucky enough that my parents supported that part of me. Um, yeah, since third grade, and then I even went to a arts middle school, so one that I had to try out to get into that program as well, so just from the beginning, nice. yeah. They're like, if we're going to do this, we're going to do this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I, I just, I loved it so much, too. Cool. Yeah, totally. So would you say you kind of always had the support from your parents growing up in the art field? Yeah, and, and I know I'm so, I know that not everyone's parents are like that. I'm right. fortunate. Um, 
and my parents were down for that. That's sick. Yeah. And then I know you said uh, at some point in school you were getting like little commissions and stuff for different things, right? Yeah. So what was up with that? So I, yeah, around uh, junior, junior year or so, like it started with just like some of the cafeteria ladies, like coming okay. to me and be like, yeah. hey, like, can you do this for, I'll, I'll pay you, right. do this for like my, uh, my son's birthday or for my dad's birthday. Can you draw this or paint this? And then all of a sudden more and more people like in the school were like commissioning me for paintings and stuff, which led to when I was 14, I got my first job as a flyer artist for a local band venue and I was designing the posters for that. And so uh, I had a career sort of like dipping toes and taking off, although I was really fucking bored of it from the beginning because okay. I'm like, did I spend all these years to be painting other people's kids yeah. forever or being told what to do exactly, you know, doing things I'm not really interested in? The fire artist thing, that was really cool because I got to do like some dark stuff, right. you know, but it also involved a lot of graphic design and I just... I'm not into just, like, sitting on a computer and doing that either. Did you ever mix them up, like, put someone's kid on the fire? <laughs> <laughs> it's fine if you did. I won't touch you. <laughs> no, that would have been great, though. You know that's an album cover song. Yeah, I yeah, feel yeah. like you can make anything into that. When that first started happening, uh, I know you said the, the, in, the disinterest was, you know, something coming up. Were there any other negatives about it like uh organ organization or like learning how to say no or people pleasing that like came along with with this with like diving into the art with like hey draw my kid hey out you know hey flyer i think like a year ago i started being okay with saying no so right cool because i think it's a that's a difficult thing <laughs> it's like the yeah. dealing with the people right every industry that's kind of the hardest part um, but in high school, you know, in maybe the very beginning of like art becoming a job, yeah. uh, I feel like those things can be hard to deal with. Yeah, totally. Uh, and then also the fact that your hobby is now what you do for work and then yeah. you don't have a hobby anymore. Right. Like, did I just give this up? <laughs> Should we have just stayed friends? Fuck this up. Yeah, it's uh, that's that's a tough balance. I, but also on the other hand, it's like fuck, I can't I can't complain. Like, right? This is it's lucky that we're doing what we're doing. Yeah. So it's hard it's hard to complain. But that is something like I do miss those late nights of just like drawing in my bed and like feeling my anxiety go away and that's right. been replaced with TikTok yeah. which has like rotted my brain yeah. now, drawing no <laughs> yeah. now drawing gives me anxiety now drawing gives me anxiety sometimes <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, it's 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 not for me anymore you know yeah. hard sucks did you commission commission out stuff in high school no it wasn't good <laughs> you weren't good? No. no one wanted that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Would they pay you to stop drawing? <laughs> Did you promote it behind textbooks and stuff like that? Like Your yo, books, you know. Call me, dog. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? You any commissions growing up? Yeah, I used to draw a lot of tattoos and portraits uh, in jail. Sick. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's where it all started. <laughs> on the good side. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever. It's pretty much the same thing as her. It's yeah. identical. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. Got home, mom was like, yeah, we guess art's better than jail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so was were you even thinking about tattooing in high school? Yeah. I okay. Yeah, so I got, uh, my mom still doesn't know this yet. Um, I won't tell her like the only secret I've kept from her and I don't even know why I keep it it's just it's been too long now <laughs> I can't go back it's weird at this point yeah <laughs> yeah like I've gone way too far <laughs> yeah, yeah. all of her far friends all of this um she thinks I gave myself my first tattoos but really I got it from a guy who just got out of prison uh, for 30 bucks in this basement was it John 
I thought I recognized you. Hi. Yeah, I would have told her I did it myself, too. It's better, right? She's like, diseases. They're like, don't worry, Mom. I did it. I'm learning, okay? Promise. Where was it on your body? On my hips. I got sparrows. They look like penguins sliding down my crotch. Which is way cooler. Penguins are cool. Yeah, um, I was 16, and I was I was wearing belly as a little teenager at the right. time. And my friend was like, hey, you want to get tattoos? I'm like, yeah, totally. Uh, and he's like, well, you know, it's uh, it's 40 bucks. I was like, you only got $30. <laughs> and then he ended up doing it for me anyway. Right. Um, and <laughs> so I got it for a discount. Yeah. Um, and I remember, like, drawing the... I got to, like, design the tattoos, and I remember, like, drawing it and stuff. I was like, this is really cool. Right. It's like Build-A-Bear. You <laughs> have to do it yourself. <laughs> Here, and you get to keep it at the end. All right. Yes. Yes. We should do that, Cam. Here, you could draw your own tattoo. I'll fucking do it for you. I feel like that's still a lot of clients, but, um, <laughs> yeah, so I got my first ones. Um, I thought it was fucking cool. Yeah. And then another thought was, like, fuck, I bet I could do better than this guy, and I could some better so I was like down. afterwards, like after you'd finished it, you looked at it like, damn, I should have just did this myself. I, I, like, I know I could do something. Yeah, but it kind of like, I, don't, I was like, don't say this. It kind of like is cool. When you're like 16 and 17 and you're like one of the only fucking kids oh in the school, it could be the biggest dumpster fire ever. And you're like, that kid goes hard. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I was the coolest yeah. kid after I that. Yeah. I had my belly button pierced too. Yeah. I was just like this section of my body. I was just like. Right. <laughs> Damn, you see them penguins, bro? <laughs> Check it. Yeah. Um, and after that, I was like, it was like an epiphany. I was like, this is fucking cool. Like, I'm yeah. not drawing other people's kids. I'm doing cool shit. Right. I'm it's drawing a cool fucking industry. Penguins. Crotch <laughs> <laughs> penguins yeah. forever. Uh, yeah. It was just, I, I was just obsessed at that point. I was like, this is what I want to do. Right. And I had plans to go to art college. I went to, my mom even like spent a, we didn't grow up with like a shit ton of money, you right. know, but my mom still like put me, uh, in, in summer, she, like, sent me to FIT in New York and, like, went to that college, too, and was, was like, she was excited for me to go to an art college, and yeah. she was helping me, and, like, at that point, I'm like, fuck college. I was terrible in uh, school already. Yeah. Like Threw those plans out the window. <laughs> Mom, I'm the penguin queen now. <laughs> uh, I remember coming home and telling her, and I was like, Mom, like, I think I want to be a tattoo artist instead, and she cried. I remember we were bad. in the laundry room and yeah. she cried because that's that's what. Wait, I, why were you in the laundry room? That's just the room of the house we were in. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think <laughs> she was doing laundry and I was. We were talking and she was okay. like, "What school? You know, do you think it looks?" She wanted me to go to the school of visual arts too, yeah. and and I'd already like, you know, started preparing. I was the only one in my high school too that decided that college wasn't for me and school just wasn't for me period I I never I remember the one test I passed in school and it was in seventh grade it was on moon phases and I did it all on my own without cheating nice. other than that <laughs> I was they, I was in the 504 program in school which is for kids who have really bad test anxiety and need to be sat in the front of the classrooms and extra time on homework and like all this other special stuff so I didn't know that was a thing a thing it's a thing oh. and uh it helped a tiny bit but not too much <laughs> i just i didn't want to do fucking 13th and 14th and 15th grade yeah. <laughs> like i was i was done after 12 trust me we feel you yeah <laughs> i figured out i didn't want to go to college in middle school <laughs> <laughs> okay. i was ahead of the glass <laughs> I got four more years still <laughs> you know i'm glad i didn't know about that program i should have been in it but putting me in the front gave me anxiety uh, it, it, mm -mm. Was, it was test anxiety, too, specifically <laughs> as well, because I would fail every test. Same. I remember my the first tax test in third grade that you get, or TOS test, or STARS test, whatever it is. I got a 27. So from then on, <laughs> it just was around there yeah. for all the tests. Um, but in my art school, they pride themselves on pushing people to go to college. 
and they make it seem like it's not even an option to get out of the college getting ready course classes and senior year of high school and stuff. And when I found out I want to be a tattooer and I didn't want to go to college, I went and I was like, hey, is this actually necessary? Do I need to take this class? Can I just replace it with another painting class? And they're like, well, yeah, I guess. And I told them I want to be a tattooer. And Miss Tompkins, I remember <clears throat> she was talking to my mom and my mom was telling her, yeah, you know, she's not going to go to college. She's going to be a tattooer. And Miss Tompkins put her hand on my mom's shoulder and goes, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me now, Miss Thompson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it was just I was an abomination, um, <laughs> and they pride themselves at, at Booker T on like this is how much money we got in scholarships, right? And I was the one person that was like, I'm not going to go to college. They're going to tell me I'm getting money. Not going to make, I still have a friend from high school, and she was like, remember when they said you weren't going to make it and all right. this stuff? I was like, I do. Um, oh, yeah, I think I remember. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, I was obsessed, and I didn't go to college, and I took a different path. And every day after high school, I'd go to the shop. I'd clean. Oh, you had a shop picked out. Yeah. How'd you my, find that? My mom helped me get it. Stop. <laughs> Damn, dude. Stop, dude. Mom would die, mom. Seriously. Yeah. She cried and slowly got over it, and then she's right. like, all right, I'm going to help you. That's that, awesome. That's the way, bro. You take one day to mourn and feel bad for yourself. <laughs> this is something that I practice. <laughs> and then you fucking get over it and you move forward. Yeah. You know? If you're going to do this shit, you're going to do it right. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so mom found the shot. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I think this is a good one. Yeah. She was like, no, no more shitty people. Yeah, the motorcycles <laughs> out front are clean. <laughs> 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 yes. Uh, also, we have a Jewish family. So add that, too, into oh, the mix. Right. Yeah, which I don't know if you know, like mm -hmm. in Jewish religion, like it's not you can't have tattoos. Were you experiencing like negativity from other family members? Um, I now now I know because my my grandmother like later years like told me she's ha she's had to vouch for me a lot. Okay. With yeah. a lot of them, yeah. yeah. And she would joke, <laughs> Thanks, like, Grandma. you can never be buried in a Jewish cemetery when you die. Right. She's from New York, Long yeah, Island. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's exactly what she sounds like. Right. So you nailed it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, she'd joke about it, but she, she you know, and, and I was also apprenticing for five years, so they were always asking, like, are you ever going to be a tattooer? When are you going to actually start making money? And, and um. But yeah, there was some there was some backlash, but not too much because it didn't stop me from doing it. Right. Yeah. So what did that like look like? Like, mom found the shop. You went to the shop, kind of like. How did yeah. that look? So my mom was a, a reporter. My parents are in the TV production and radio and, and oh, stuff really? like that. So she was interviewing someone who was related to a guy who owned a tattoo studio. And was like, my daughter <laughs> is actually looking for a shop. Um, and kind of got me connected with him and stuff. So I, uh, yeah, I started going. There. I wasn't old enough technically yet. I was like 17. I was like, come to the shop, you know, whenever. So I'd go. After, high, after school, I'd go straight to the shop. I'd clean. I even designed a few tattoos over there and did that for a little while. Did you feel somewhat part of like when you first started going, or did they keep you pretty on the on the outskirts? If if there's free labor, they're taking it. Yeah, you know, like they're not gonna say no to getting their shop clean and and all that. So I think they were they were for it. All right, they were yeah. for it, and uh, I was down to do it, anything to get in the get my foot in the door. Especially back then, as a seventeen year old girl, like no one's taking me serious. I gotta. Show them that I want to work. Right. So, uh, yeah, yeah. And how long did, and I, I'm guessing or I'm assuming, like, when you started, you're like, holy shit, like, I made it. Like, 
big first step. Like, I'm here, right? Yeah. The owner was like, this is a fucking rock star industry. You're going to be a rock star like right. all of us. You know, you could go to the bar downstairs, and they'll even give you free drinks. And, yeah. and I remember, like, him giving me this rock star Wait, speech. how old are you? <laughs> <laughs> Not yet, but, yeah. like, eventually you can. Here's your fake ID. <laughs> yeah. The whole set. Right, here's some, here's some hairspray. Yeah. <laughs> Get crazy, dude. Yeah, yeah. It was a... It, was, it blew my mind because I felt like I wasn't sheltered growing up, but I was, I was, I say I was a good kid. My mom says the opposite. Um, I, but, you know, I didn't, I didn't do drugs. I didn't drink. You know, I, I snuck out a lot. That's really what I did. I snuck yeah. out with boys. That's, that's probably, I think, and I fought with my mom on things. So then, you know. Normal stuff. It. Right, growing up. Growing yeah. up. Yeah. But I was, I saw this well, industry. Too? No. You used to sneak out with boys? Where where was my rock star speech? (laughs) Bro, you gave me the my mom has cancer speech. And I felt bad for you. So I took, I said, yeah, whatever, come in. This is a promising career. Wait, you want me to give you a little speech? You gave me rock star. It's so good. You can play whatever instrument you want. Here's some cocaine. Yeah, Yeah, so the rock star speech really wins you over. That's what you're. That's what you've been missing this whole time. <laughs> Where's my rock star speech? <laughs> All right, if you had to give Logan a rock star speech, Oof. what would it be? I don't know. You're gonna party to your leg fall. Oh, already <laughs> 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 fell. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Or you're talking to your younger self. Yeah, last what year. What does that speech sound like? <laughs> <laughs> exactly how Deanna too. said it. What? Exactly how Deanna said it. Come on, yeah, bro. That's you're you're yeah. going to be a rock star one year. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, yo, dude, like, I want I want to be an apprentice. Do you think that being a tattooer is a good career? You're going to be a rock star. Son of a bitch, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you had me at rock. No hesitation. You promise? <laughs> no hesitation. <laughs> Go home, like, Mom, I'm going to be a rock star. You told me I'm a <laughs> Get rock out. Star. Okay. <laughs> yeah, what do you play? Like, oh, it's embarrassing. <laughs> Games. You ever, heard of, you ever heard of graphite, dog? Damn, boy. <laughs> anyway. So you became a rock star. <laughs> so how long, how long did that feeling last where you started to um, doubt it? A day. One day? <laughs> Damn, that's short, bro. It's been a rough ass day. As soon as they're like, all right, like clean the baseboards with the toothbrush. <laughs> Literally. I'm a rock like. star. <laughs> Here's your mic. <laughs> Here's your mic. I don't think Tommy Lee did this shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that feeling, you know, it didn't last for yeah. for very long. Um I but it was cool feeling like part of like this group of like yeah cool people like to me they were super cool I was never like super popular growing up I always wanted to feel like I, I belonged in like it's a part of something a part of something yeah um and uh, I was in high school working at a tattoo shop yeah that is pretty cool it's pretty fucking cool did you show them your penguins <laughs> <laughs> what they say they were so so sick. <laughs> so sick. Damn, you drew those. <laughs> Hired. <laughs> Hired. Um, yeah, feeling didn't last too long because it was it was a tough apprenticeship. I mean, I've had a couple tough apprenticeships, but starting out being in this shop specifically, and this is back, you know, I was working, um, I was working, I'd, I'd be at the shop around 10 a.m., leave at around I'd leave around like midnight, one in the morning, seven days a week. Mm. So I was working, I was working a shit ton too, but not just that. Like I was also in charge of picking the artists up from their house and driving them to work. They didn't have cars? Them back. Some of them did. Because they, um, they were rock stars. They were rock stars. <laughs> I was their driver. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and sometimes even after like a long day, I'd be sleeping and they'd call me. I had a... I had to answer my phone, and I'd have to pick them up from a bar at 2 in the morning, too, if they were drunk, right. or 3 in the morning, whatever. The buddy system. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it was it was tough. I mean, having, like, hardly no sleep, wasn't getting any money, any tips, not even, like, for gas money, for driving. Um, 
And then on top of just hazing, yeah, hazing part of it, uh, where it's just like, again, like the toothbrushes. And I had to stand out outside on the street for two hours, like during summer heat uh, in Texas with a sign. And it looked like I was naked. They had me wear like a tube top and shorts underneath this big sign. And then I had to wear a helmet and floaties. And dance oh. around and stuff for two hours without water. And I remember feeling like like dizzy and stuff. And the bar underneath would feel bad and like bring me water and stuff. Yeah. Um, things like that. Normal apprenticeship stuff. Right. Uh, <laughs> right. You know, becoming a tattoo artist. Yeah, becoming a tattooer. <laughs> right. Drinking milk till I throw, you know, the milk challenge. Okay. You yeah, know, yeah, drinking yeah. milk till you throw up. Um. Uh, eventually there was like 30 steps from the bottom floor to the top of the tattoo studio and he uh, told me to like sandpaper all them with like this little piece of sandpaper so I could paint over them and after a few hours I was only in the second step and I was like I need a sandblaster or something he was like fuck it if you can't do this you know go home like I'll let you know when I want you back and I'm like uh okay all right I went home, and the next morning I wake up, and very clearly, I'll always remember the first line of this text message he sent me. He said, I can't believe you know Beg to come back. You know Beg. <laughs> it's a typo. Just like that. Or Just like, like that. I can't believe you know grammar. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> he didn't do much script. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then I got fired, you know. I was told I didn't beg to come back, so... And I was just doing what he said. I'm like, fuck. Like, I don't know. You told me to go home. Told me, yeah. You said you'd tell me when you wanted me back, but right. I didn't beg. And so he was like, you, I, I know everybody. You know, he's a rock star. <coughs> I know everybody in, in Dallas. Like, I know all the artists. It made me feel like I could not get a job in Texas. Right. Like, fuck, everybody knows this guy. He's a king of all kings. Um, he's not. Yeah. Uh, so I knew my grandmother was in New York. I was like, maybe I can go to a different state. And what, you're like 19, 20 at this point? 19. Okay. Yeah. And so I went to New York, and I researched shops around there, the best shop over there. I so you moved and moved to New York. With Grandma? Yeah. Nice. And I lived in her basement. Do you think he told you that because he wanted you back, and he was kind of in disbelief? Like, dude, I saw so much potential. Because... I mean, if that happened and I was the guy who fired you, I wouldn't call. You get what I mean? So you think him calling you and be like, why didn't you beg? Was like another lesson in his head? When he texted the next morning? Yeah. Or texted, yeah. Like he was trying to teach you something? Yeah. Like, hey, you didn't fight for this. Like almost as Listen, a lesson. I know yeah, this is your first yeah, time. Yeah, probably. <laughs> You're supposed to beg at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he wanted you back. He yeah, was like, everybody begs. Why aren't you begging? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah he's the, he was the rock star, so obviously. <laughs> have you ever had an apprentice of your own? Yes, I have. I've had quite a few. Well, not quite a few. I've had four. Okay. Um, One of them kind of dipped out pretty early, but I had three. One of them... Wonderful. I want to hear about the first one. <laughs> <laughs> um, was it the wonderful one? No, okay, it okay. wasn't. We'll hear about them. Without later. using her name, what was her name? <laughs> <laughs> the first one, this is actually a pretty crazy story. Um, I don't think, I, I, I have not shared it on like wow. a, like I, I, I remember posting about it just to warn other people in shops about him. Um, Ready, Cam? <laughs> for an exclusive story so uh my first apprentice also <laughs> with this this also kind of will dive into like how do you know if someone's a really good person or not sometimes it's very tough to tell and right. tricky like how do you trust yourself um this guy seemed to be like the nicest coolest dude ever great first impression yes okay Working hard, was so kind, um, ended up, like, both me and Colton became good friends with him and his fiance at the time. Colton even, like, drove a billion hours one day to make his wedding because I, oh, I was wow. sick. And, he, and you know, they, we were really, really close um, and just a hard worker. And, and it was about a week before he was about to do his first tattoo. 
Real quick, how long were you into tattooing at this point when you took the first apprentice on? Officially, maybe eight years. Okay. Just was wondering. Yeah. Um, all of a sudden, I get this message from this girl, this girl I didn't know. And she was like, hey, um, is this you? And it was a nude of me that I took that was for Colton like a while ago. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. He was like, I found this on my husband's phone. And I was like, who's your husband? And she mentioned, I was like, I don't know him. And I'm like freaking out right now because I'm like, how the fuck does she have this random like photo that I took that I've only sent to Colton a while back ago? And I'm, I'm like racking my brain. I'm like, she was like, yeah, um, he's, I, I forget if I asked like, who does he know or whatever, but eventually came out. She was like, yeah, he's really good friends with your apprentice. Mm. I'm like, what? Like how, how did he get it? Whatever. Um, and and she was like, how do you think he got these pictures? Because eventually this girl was like, okay, you didn't send these to my husband. Right. She was believing me because I'm like, I don't know what the, f- I don't know where you got these pictures of me. Um, and I was like, the only thing I could think of is like, I leave my iPad at the shop and he knows my passwords. So maybe like iCloud maybe, maybe saves them on my iPad and he went through one night and like, she was like, that probably could be it. Yeah. It turns out... One night, I guess, he, like, went through my iPad and found these old, like, photos of me that were saved to the iCloud and distributed them Mm. to people, including this, like, guy. Yeah. And immediately, I'm, like, I'm so taken back. Because this is a person that, like, I, like, we were so close with. Just a few weeks ago, we got married. And Colton drove and was there at his wedding. Like someone you trusted. Yeah, we had just taken him and his girl out to dinner, too, at this really nice restaurant. Right. And, uh, of course, the first thing I do is, I, is I'm texting. I'm calling him. No answer. I'm texting him. No answer. What do you usually answer? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, so it's a little weird at this point. Yeah, I'm like, and I'm blowing up his phone. There is no answer. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, it's so weird. I haven't. I haven't, like, talked about this story in a long time. But I guess, yeah, he never answered. I stayed in touch with her, and she was, like, trying to help me through this process, too. She was talking to her husband, um, and she was even like, I'm so sorry this happened to you. She actually ended up being really cool. She, like, sent me cookies, too, <laughs> weeks later. Like, like, I'm so sorry this happened to you. Uh, but she got in <laughs> contact with him. And I'm like, what is he saying and stuff? And and uh, she was like, ah, he was just, yeah, he was just like, what, what, do you, what can I say? Like, boys will be boys and stuff. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, this super cool dude, <laughs> um, he just never answered his phone or n- he disappeared. Never came back to the shop. Damn. Never came back to the shop. Colton was at that point where he messaged, and he was like, hey, like, I have all your tattoo stuff. Just tell me, like, give me your address and I'll drop it off. Ah, like, there's no bait. way he's going to give <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you his address <laughs> either. There's like a like net over were- all this shit. He <laughs> 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 comes in, whoosh, <laughs> <laughs> takes him. Yeah, now like we're going to talk. A box of the stick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, pieces of candy. Just <laughs> 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 like, If he has any brain cells, he's not going to give you his address. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He lost all his tattoo supplies, I guess. He had just thrown it out. Yeah. <laughs> Sold them. He just disappeared <laughs> off the face of the earth. I don't know where he is. So, what man, he's you never doing. got that closure? That would eat me up. Nope. How, I just, long, how long was he there for? How long was he in the parents' for? Yeah. Yeah. A good while. You think you know someone. And it was so crazy because we thought he was, like, the nicest dude ever. Like, wow. 
boys would be boys, I guess. And Colton's <laughs> like, I wouldn't fucking do that. Yeah, yeah. no. Dicks yeah. will be dicks. That's <laughs> about it. But. I Yes, and his wife, I was like, okay, they, I guess they belong together. But his wife told the girl that I was in contact with, because she'd reached out to her too, and, and she was mad at her for telling me what he had done instead of being our mad business at her husband. Is not for you to put that girls out. will be girls. <laughs> <You're making Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, you ruined his career. I'm like, Damn. he fucking ruined yeah, his career. Yeah. So I don't know. They're just... That was my first apprentice. <laughs> <laughs> apprentice and mentorship. I know you own your own shop. Right? Yeah. When did that come into play or even become uh, an idea? My husband. All right. So I would not have done it by myself, yeah. open a shop. Um, I just, I don't, I don't have that in me. I'm very right brain, no left brain. And uh, when I was with my husband, he's very left brain. And he was going to law school at the time. And he ended up not really loving it or feeling passionate for it. And he played around with the idea of maybe, like, opening a shop with me. And I thought that'd be dope because, honestly, like, secretly, I didn't want him to be a lawyer anyway. And, like, (laughs) I'd like to see you once in a while. Oh, yeah. Was my thought. I'm like, I'm never going to see it again. But I'm gonna support whatever he wants to do so i i was i pretended to be super cool about it but yeah, um yeah. yeah when he was like maybe i shouldn't be and like you know what yeah you shouldn't quit be. now yeah, you <laughs> should just fuck the bar yeah. you don't need that <laughs> it's crazy and he was doing so good too even like the the, the dean or whatever was like called him because he was getting like straight a's and was like are you sure you want to he's like yeah um, he's just a smart like, Don't dude. worry, my mom will support you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving to be a tattoo person. <laughs> I didn't even know you got graded in law school. Oh, you got to see on this one, man. <laughs> a straight A's? That's impressive, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. barely remember. <laughs> yeah, so he's, just, he's a smart dude, so he just figured it out really quickly and then let me focus on the art side and progressing the artist and he did what I say all the hard stuff yeah so that's how I got into it it's really because of him and then uh I know you've done some different uh like tv appearances and that kind of stuff when did that start or even become an option uh I knew about Ink Master although I I didn't really watch it I watched a little bit of the first season that came out right but I knew it was a thing um I decided one day to just apply and it was a season where they were doing like shop wars and so I I had my friend at the shop with me apply at your shop um at the shop that I was at years ago okay so you hadn't had your shop yet yeah this was years ago um and they didn't take us but then they called me back personally and was like hey we got this spinoff show called angels do you want to do that and they're like, if you win it, you can be on Ink Master. I'm like, fuck it, sure. Yeah. And it was this three-day shoot where Ryan Ashley, Kelly Doty, uh, Gia Rose, and Nikki Simpson came to our city. And I had to battle, like, two other tattooers in my city and then eventually battle one of them. Right. And it was a three-day shoot. Ended up beating everybody um, and got my spot on Ink Master. And that's how I did that. So yeah. when when they like first showed up and you're like, okay, this is happening, what were those feelings? God, I was so scared. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm. Uh, on wait, TV uh, hold on, time. guys. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was not ready. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. I. Uh, I was fucking. It's fucking scary being on TV. Yeah. yeah. And tattooing. And right? tattoo- yeah, totally. And I'm not going to do my best work because. Again, I was talking about school and how I sucked at test taking, being put on the spot. Test. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, There's no way I'm going to do my best tattoo. And I never did. The entire time I was on Ink Master or any of these shows, I did not ever do a tattoo where I'm, like, so fucking stoked about. So it was just the name of the game. But I ended up, yeah, somehow going through it still. And then when you finished and won – 
and also realized that that would just lead into more of it. (laughs) Were you cool with that? Yeah, after three days, I'm like, okay, like I didn't die. I could do this. I could do this a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, I could do a little bit more. Um, And it and honestly, like it was like an art boot camp. It was super fun. Made fun friends. Um, The part that really sucked for me was confrontation. I'm not good at it. And that's what they wanted. And they would tell me, like, you're not going to get any TV time. You have to do this. And I'm like, I literally don't know how. And I'm like a shaking, like, chihuahua. Yeah. Um, And it worked out because I ended up being liked because I was who I was on the show. And I didn't didn't fall for the, if you don't create drama, you're not going to be on TV hardly. And ended up gaining popularity just anyway which which was neat and I was glad I stuck to who I was as a person was there a time where you're like maybe I should just play the game yeah like how could you not think about yeah that, right? there was I remember yeah I was like fuck it <laughs> <laughs> all right all right I just okay. imagine you like going up to hey you <laughs> Well, Stupid. Yeah. <laughs> well, let me tell you, they were like they forced me to go and confront Steve Taff on my on my season, and it was just all it was was me and him confronting each other, and they wanted a scene of that, and I was fighting hard about not doing it. Yeah. I was crying, and I was like, I can't do it. Even Steve Taff was like, Come on, guys, like we can't. <laughs> Like, don't make her do this. And enough he, enough, and he guys. would he would be like, just it's fine, just like yeah. it's fine. And uh, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> no. And I was I'm still so sorry <laughs> about this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still just like trying to. I'm telling I'm telling Maddie. I'm like, I can't I can't do it. And I'm pushing it. And eventually, like it took a while, but I finally like go in and I'm like. You said I was just a cheerleader, and I'm more than that. (laughs) They ended up not using it. (laughs) All that work for nothing. Oh, man. Saniderm to heal it. Where's my banner, bro? (laughs) Saniderm. What's up, dude? Sorry for... (laughs) Saniderm, the best aftercare in the world. And take it from me. I'm a pro team member. Use code unemployable to get 20% off your Sanoderm. I only use Sanoderm. It's the best product out there. There's all these other products that just copied Sanoderm. Get the real stuff. Tell them, Alex. Use Sanoderm. So, in my experience, like meeting people like you that have the following that you do, uh, a lot of times there's this moment where things really started to take off. And I'm wondering if you ever had a moment like that or if it was more of just a slow, gradual progression. Ink Master. That was it? I had 15,000 followers before I went. And then eventually after the show and everything, I had over 100. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the moment I was on TV. And it was cool because I felt like, like, I don't know. I, I felt like I had something cool to show people, but I didn't know how to show it to people. And so I think Ink Master was just a good platform for me to yeah. be like, here, look, like I have, I have some cool tats for you. Yeah. And it took off, I think, from there. And then how did that feel coming out of the show and like seeing that and maybe getting more attention and, and taking that in? Um, oh, my God. It was like the validation I wish I didn't need. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, needed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, especially like I'm trying to get out of this mindset because I feel like I've been so performative my whole life I'm the kid that my parents and everyone they're like she's an artist she's so talented da, da, da. and like I'm worth something when I produce something that people like um it's hard to get out of though yeah. but that was like that, that validation of being like okay like people do like what I'm doing especially after five years of being treated like shit being you know told i was i was nothing except for when i was you know the rock star speech but it was more so like we are and you're not (laughs) (laughs) uh it just man i felt like okay like what i'm doing is working and and it was immediately after that i'm like okay i got a platform what do i do with it and that's when i started talking about mental health 
And I was a big advocate for that. And I, I still try to be. Um, now I'm advocating also for for other things too. Um, I'm doing like free nipple reconstruction tattooing all the time. And I like to promote that as well. Um, but yeah, that was my first thought was this is awesome. Validation. Now what the fuck do I do with this? That can be helpful. Right. Like responsibility. Responsibility. Yeah. yeah. And then when you started advocating for things, what did that, what did that process look like? Like, okay, what am oh, I have this platform? Like, I want to do something good with it, right? I started How do I being choose? vulnerable. Yeah. And not only did it seem to help other people, just the way people are like, yeah, thank you. Like, I thought I was alone on this. Yeah. Especially seeing somebody that seemed good. Like, no, I've been fucked up since I was four, you know? And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that it also helped me too because I felt less alone. Also, like yeah, there's so many other people that are going through the same shit, and it's helpful. But it it was just being vulnerable because all you see on social media is good, yeah. good stuff. But no one's ever like, I fucked up today, or right. I feel like absolute shit because of this, or I have problems with my body or my mind or whatever. It's it's rare you see that. Authenticity. Yeah. Totally. Do you ever do that on social media? I know you're trained not to. <laughs> no? Never stop no Adrian. It's all fake. <laughs> yeah. It's all uh It's all uh it's all <laughs> 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 If you had to advocate for something, what do you think it would be? Depression probably. Depression? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Definitely at least like artists with depression. I feel like our job's so like mentally taxing okay. that like some artists can get like lost in it. And I feel like I have too. You just like beat, you, we're our own worst critics. You know, you beat yourself up constantly and constantly shitting on yourself or even getting like, um, even though it's good, like just critiques from your boys and all that stuff. Like over time, like that shit can like build up and you can have like some pent up anger and stuff. And especially like, Coming out of your apprenticeship, like, a lot of people are in a rough mental state. Um, Do you think that those things have been there prior to tattooing? Yeah. Um, but, like I said, like, getting into, like, a mentally taxing job, like, you're just adding more, um, I don't know the word, like, mental exhaustion, you know? Yeah. Like, and that stuff just starts to really build up. And it may have been something that you could have handled before, but now it's just, like, a lot more pressure um yeah definitely say like depression with an artist because i think it's like a big thing in our industry that a lot of people don't talk about what are some uh solutions you found that help definitely like surrounding yourself with good people you know surrounding yourself with motivated people and people that are like excited to go into like each and every day um you know if you're hanging around people who are just moping around all day you're gonna mope too so definitely like having people to keep you up and just a good support group. I think it's like a good place to start. I know it's very similar to like that and like recovery too. Like just having yeah. that solid support group is like a good place to start. And then um, talking about it, you know, um, although we may not talk about it like on social media, like being able to talk about it with like your friends and your support group and like even fellow artists that also may not have had a good week, you know, like, Hey, you know, like there's always like a, we're still trying to improve. You know, you might not have had your best week this week, but you know, there's always next week to look forward to. The next cool tattoo, you know, next cool appointment, next cool client. Yeah. So just like staying open minded and looking forward to things, I think helps a lot. You know? Yeah, it's scary to talk about it for sure on social media. Yeah, because you're always scared. Uh, whether of like, it's like one person or one billion yeah. persons, you you're know? just gonna always gonna be worried about what other people are gonna think. Like, yeah, oh, is yeah. this gonna change how people think of me? Are they gonna think I'm like a less capable artist because I have mental problems? You know, so right. I think it's an important topic. You know, because everybody goes through it. Are you tired of using ink bottles that are spelled correctly? Do you find yourself texting during ad reads for companies? Well, I do, and that's why I use Allegory Black. Are you tired of your black arms looking blue? Do you suck at tattooing and you want to get better? Use Allegory Black. Allegory has normal black and ultra black. Just when you thought it couldn't get any darker, 
they put out Ultra Black. Use Allegory Ink. It's the best ink on the planet. Go to AllegoryInc.com and use discount code UNEMPLOYABLE for 20% off. I know, it's crazy. It's so much money. You really should pay full price, but we have a discount code. Right, Alex? That's right. Yeah. What about uh, some things maybe you see that you're not so sure about? Or like, I don't know if tattooing should go in that direction. So I'm a huge advocate for like hard work. Um, as long as you're not hurting yourself or others. I think there's also a line and I'm seeing like a lot of people get into tattooing as like a fun little hobby. They don't do it for very long. And next thing you know, they're opening up their own studio and have their own apprentices a year in. Um, I'm afraid that's going to take the integrity and artistic direction backwards a little bit, you know? Um, so I, I guess that's one thing I'm, I'm a little weary of. And also the fact that tattoos, the trend, they're getting smaller and smaller and smaller. I'm afraid. Yeah, I don't think tattooing will disappear. Um, and also I'm kind of hoping that maybe like it'll revert back. But yeah, just the trends in tattooing, I think, are worrying me a little bit. Like style wise? Yeah. Yeah. And social media is a big part of that too. Well, and it's almost like you said with the Renaissance, like it's just expanding in every direction. And some of those directions will die off because they don't make sense or, or whatever and retract and and maybe kind of hone back in. Yeah. So it is an interesting time. I don't know how long it'll like keep expanding for and, and what that looks like. Yeah. But we know like. Well, maybe not, but I think I know, <laughs> like, what styles will stay. Yeah. You know? Like, eventually, like, timeless and best of the best will survive. Yeah. Right. So, right. yeah. All right. Model Citizen used to be cool before Alex started wearing it. Are you tired of being unattractive to everyone around you? Well, not anymore. With the Model Citizen apparel, you'll be beating them off with a stick. Finally. Tattoo clothing that is actual quality, that I can wear around and feel good. For real though, the quality of these clothes is top notch. This is like nothing you've ever seen before with a tattoo company. This isn't some Gildan bullshit. These are quality hand-picked clothing. They have everything from vintage styles, oversized clothes, modern tees. Go to themodelcitizen.com, get them, before Alex does. Deanna, thank you so much for joining us on today's episode. Thank you for having me. It was awesome to have you on. Yeah. And we'll catch you guys next week.